Good morning, friends. This is Simon, and I will be speaking to you today. I've often heard and agreed with the scripture which, which says it is to one's honor to overlook an offense. However, when actually faced with the choice of doing so, I found that putting it into practice has not been the easiest. Trials or offensive could show up in various ways. An argument with a spouse, a disagreement with co-workers, or even those deeper wounds like locking heads with family members or friends. I found that there are certain things you do or one does when faced with this challenge. Maybe not true for all of you, but certainly true for me. I found that we become prideful, holding on to the artificial comfort which comes from believing that we are right, entertaining unhealthy thoughts of that person or situation, talking about it over and over to different people under the, the guise of, I just want to vent, when actually we just want val validation that we are solely right and the other person is in fact a lunatic. <laughs> and eventually, after being completely exhausted of all of the above, finally realizing, okay, wait, where has my joy gone? Hopefully, if we're able to acknowledge our own fallible ways, we ask the Lord to step in and take control. The story which comes to mind when thinking of an example from Scripture is the story of Stephen. Stephen was a young man who was committed to sharing the gospel with the Jews. He shared with such conviction and truth that many people, including the Jews, came to hear the gospel and believed. This was not well received by all, and so, so much so, that they brought Stephen before a council of rulers and falsely accused him. When asked to defend himself, Stephen spoke again from the overflow of his heart and shared the truth and would not waver or hold back, believing that this was the message that they needed to hear. This angered the Jews to a point where they began to stone him and, and actually stoned him to death. The Bible says that in his final moments, he knelt down, praying, seeing an open heaven, eyes fixed on the Lord, he said, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Lord, lay not this sin up against them. I imagine if you were stoned to death, that it would be a physically painful and slow death with every blow. But the writer also paints a picture of him falling asleep emphasizing the peace which he had when he passed and was taken up to heaven. His eyes fixed on Jesus, praying, falling asleep, entering into a heaven which, with a heart which had forgiven the ones who had caused his death. The story of Stephen was an extreme example of overlooking an offense. I think maybe loving one's enemy is a bit more fitting However, there are a few parallels that we can take from it. He saw the heavens open up and his eyes were fixed on the vision of seeing God and Jesus standing at, at his right hand. What if in our trials we were able to look heavenward? The Bible says that the word is God. That by going to the scripture we, for our help, we are promised that our minds will be renewed and that we will be transformed. What if instead of venting, gossiping if you like, or verbally processing with others, we would turn to the Lord and pray, presenting our requests, concerns, hurts and disappointments to the Lord? 
What if instead of holding on to offenses, we ask for help to forgive our trespasses as we have been forgiven? For the Lord to supernaturally heal the areas which are raw and believing that he is able to do so. Yes, this does challenge me. And yes, I've been guilty of all of the above. But I'm thankful to know that I cannot stay there. I'm thankful that the example, that example after example is given in the Bible, which shows a coinciding relationship of forgiveness and freedom. And that holding onto offense is a thief of joy and that very freedom. Earlier this week, I just started bolting out the popular Bethel song. You delight in showing mercy and mercy triumphs over judgment. You delight in showing mercy and mercy triumphs over judgment. And in that moment, it's as if there was a perspective change, a change in the atmosphere, a silent agreement and a shift to see the bigger picture. Was it not me in need of mercy? Was it not me that had asked and received forgiveness? Was it not me who was saved from the pit because of his love for me? If anything else, that should be our motivation to allow him to enter into situation or spaces in our hearts which need healing, allow him to hold our hand to choose to forgive, choose to overlook the offense and choose his crown of glory and choose joy. Lord, each person listening to this may be experiencing very different offenses. For some, the wound may be superficial and will blow over within a week. For others, it may be deep-rooted wounds, Lord. I trust that you know every detail of our lives. And I know that you that not a tear falls from our face without you knowing, Lord. I know that you are cheering for our victory and freedom. Lord, I thank you for your promise that you are our very present help in time of need. I thank you that you have given us the word which is wisdom to overcome. I thank you that if all that is missed, that Jesus dying on the cross was the example which paid for it all. For those minor day-to-day trials, may we see them as joy so that it would lead to our maturity and that we may be lacking in nothing. For those deeper wounds, Jesus, may we take a moment to close our eyes, see you on the cross. Imagine the sound, imagine the smell, even imagine the blood dripping from your body as you chose to take all sin on you. Lord, would you supernaturally set people free today when they make the exchange with you, carrying their load, trusting that you will be able to heal and restore all things completely. In Jesus' name, amen.